0: Welcome to the Mastervize Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs of medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Before we get into the news, I just wanted to point out that the podcast format next week will be a little different as Sean will be at the AvaMed conference. I'll have a guest host to be determined for the week. But if you end up seeing Sean at the conference in California, be sure to say hello and Tell them that you're a podcast listener. Sean, welcome back. Can you tell us what we'll talk about today?
1: Sure. And I'll just double up on what Danielle said. Looking forward to seeing anyone at, at Advamed's MedTech conference. But yeah, today we'll be talking about a lot of neurotech. It seems we'll discuss some really interesting communication enabling tech from Neuro, positive spinal cord stimulation data from Biotronic, another big launch for Dexcom's Next Gen CGM major personnel appointment at Medtronic, and more brain-computer interface news with a breakthrough device designation and a factory acquisition.
0: So what's the first thing that we should know for today?
1: First thing is that Neuro achieved communication in a locked-in patient with its neurotechnology. So we've seen Neuro's interesting neurological disease diagnostic tech, but this is very different and very interesting.
0: So tell us a little bit about this
1: technology. So it's called the NUOS Extreme 2. It provides neurologically-based communications in a lightweight smartphone-based mobile solution. The advanced mobile version of Neuro's architecture allows users to communicate using precisely monitored neurological signals instantly without surgery. It's an all-in-one platform that sets lightweight neurological sensors on Neuro glasses with custom software and free support and updates. It's an alternative to eye gaze systems or invasive neurosurgical procedures to retrieve communication in people suffering from neurological diseases, complex disorders, stroke, or even traumatic injuries or infections.
0: What happened with the patient that you mentioned, and how was that accomplished?
1: So the, as they described, fully locked-in patient, referred to as J, a 17-year-old girl with ALS, is completely incapacitated by the debilitating disease. And using the company's technology, 17 year old girl controlled critical communication, music, and video content using thought control without any surgery, training, or calibration.
0: What are executives saying?
1: Francois Grand, the founder and CEO of Neuro, said that the world should know what has been achieved. We are absolutely thrilled to assist Jay with the retrieval of her communication despite her critical condition. This is once again an incredible demonstration of clinical validation of our surgery-free architecture with some of the most advanced states of incapacitation.
0: What's the next thing that we should know for today?
1: Biotronic has positive data for its spinal cord stimulation technology. system received FDA clearance about six months ago, and now there's more positives for it.
0: What is this spinal cord stimulation technology?
1: It's called resonance multi-phase stimulating. Contrary to other currently available spinal cord stimulation therapies, resonance requires less power and uses a proprietary integrated circuit design to deliver continuous spatially and temporarily distributed therapeutic pulse patterns across the spinal cord.
0: So since you covered this story, what were some of the most important data points that you kind of took away from the results?
1: Well, the study looked at 65 patients At least who completed the study and saw no statistically significant difference in baseline numerical rating scale for overall pain intensity. And in the at home setting, 63.9% of participants reported greater pain relief with this multi phase therapy compared to commercial spinal cord stimulation. And they also reported an increase in average sleep quality, physical activity, and biotronics saw rare adverse events, none classified as serious. So I'd say those were the main takeaways
0: how optimistic are executives?
1: Biotronic Neuro President Todd Langevin said, we developed Prospera to offer patients sustainable pain relief, and we believe its proactive care model will have a clinically meaningful impact on lowering long-term failure rates and reducing the service burden of spinal cord stimulation.
0: Now let's talk diabetes tech.
1: Yeah, Dexcom launched its next generation G7, a platform we've talked about plenty, but this time in Canada. So it's already been on the market for a while in the U.S., but now there's a new geography for the latest CGM to penetrate.
0: So when will the technology be available and who is it designed for?
1: company expects to make it available to Canadians on October 10th, and it covers people with all types of diabetes, age two and older, including those who are pregnant in Canada.
0: I know you said the G7 has been on the market in the U.S., and we've probably talked about it plenty of times on the podcast, but can you tell us just a little bit about what that G7
1: is? Sure. So it received FDA clearance in December of last year, and Dexcom launched the device a few months later in February of this year. Basically, it takes the guesswork out of managing diabetes like CGMs do. continuously monitors glucose, enabling the visibility of glucose levels and their direction at a glance. It gives the users the ability to make smarter decisions in the moment, take control of their condition with key features like smaller, discrete size, wearability, comfortable, easy insertion process with a simple, painless one-push applicator. It's got a fast warm-up time. It only takes 30 minutes. And 96% of users called the system easy to use. So those are just a few sort of highlights of what G7 does.
0: What do executives think about this launch?
1: Andre Cote, the VP and GM of Dexcom Canada, said the company strongly believes Canadians who are now able to access Dexcom G7 will immediately benefit from the improved accuracy and easy-to-adopt user experience while finding comfort in the trusted technology Dexcom has pioneered.
0: What's the next thing that we should know for today?
1: Medtronic has a new president for its neuromodulation business, so another neuro story. in this case an experienced medtech veteran who is taking over, joining from another big company.
0: Who is taking over and what will they be responsible for exactly?
1: Paolo Vincenzo is the new president of Medtronic's neural, neuromodulation business unit. His appointment goes into effect on October 30th, and in his new role, he will hold responsibilities for the overall strategic direction of the company's neuromodulation business and its day-to-day operations. He replaces Namdi Njoku, Medtronic's previous neuromodulation president, who left earlier this year to become the president of sports medicine, surgical upper extremities, and restorative therapies at Zimmer Biomet.
0: What is some of the incoming president's career history?
1: Well, DiVincenzo joins from Smith & Nephew, where he served as senior vice president and GM of advanced wound management in the U.S. Over nine years at Smith & Nephew, he also served in global marketing and leadership roles. Before Smith & Nephew, he had a number of marketing leadership roles of increasing responsibility at Cystogenics, BD, and Roche Diagnostics.
0: And what's the last thing that we should know?
1: The last thing is that Precision Neuroscience won FDA breakthrough device designation for its brain-computer interface and bought a factory in Texas. So double good news for another fast riser in BCI tech. And I don't know, you sort of get the sense that a boom is coming. As the company suggests, it may be looking at a regulatory approval next year.
0: For sure. And we've been talking about BCIs a lot in the last month, at least. So what does precision neurosciences technology do?
1: So the company develops what it calls the layer seven cortical interface. It's designed with over a thousand tiny electrodes spanning an area of one square centimeter. And embedded in those electrodes is a flexible film that conforms to the brain's surface. This film, which is a fifth the thickness of a human hair, Is designed for implantation and removal by neurosurgeons without damaging brain tissue. The company designed it to map a large area of the brain's surface at resolutions higher than typical neurosurgical procedures.
0: Tell us a little bit about the foundry acquisition that you mentioned.
1: Yeah, so acquiring this foundry outside of Dallas, Texas enables full production control over the company's core layer 7 technology. It enables a greater degree of quality management and the ability to iterate rapidly on future versions. It's 22,000-square-foot building with a 5,500-square-foot 5, ISO Class 5 clean room, more than 500 square feet of ISO Class 6 post-processing and assembly space, plus more than 50 specialized tools. So it was actually acquired by Precision Neuroscience's wholly-owned subsidiary, Precision Biomems, and it retains the facility's team and its expertise in biomedical and general-purpose MEMS manufacturing. And the subsidiary intends to supplement its work for precision neuroscience by operating as a foundry for other U.S. companies as well.
0: Interesting. And as we mentioned, we've talked about BCIs a lot in the last month. So just can you remind us a little bit about the space? Who's in it? Just real briefly.
1: Definitely. And I don't want to repeat myself because I've said this quite a bit on this show, but I'll list off a few companies and recent highlights. Neuralink recently opened enrollment for its first in-human trial. That's the Elon Musk-backed venture. Synchron recently completed enrollment in its own FDA investigational device exemption trial. BlackRock Neurotech has a new next-gen BCI that it's excited about. And there's so much more. And I'll just say we have a wonderful category page on mass device labeled BCI or brain-computer interface that uh, I recommend anyone who's interested go check out.
0: And that was the last story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all of this news. And I hope you have fun at the Avamed conference next week.
1: My pleasure. And as always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast.
0: Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K I R S H. What about you, Sean?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean S E A N, Hooli, W H O O L E Y.
0: Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. We'll mm-hmm.